All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little musical break. I would like to reintroduce my guest today. I have Megan Coleman, the one and only. Uh, if you'd like to follow her on the social medias, her Instagram is at Meg Britt with two T's, Cole, at Meg Britt Cole. Um, also, she's currently uh, pivoting into producing tracks. Uh, you're working on some some of your own stuff right now and stuff with other people as well, right? Yes, I am. Trying to trying to branch out. Awesome. These, these next couple of years, right? It's always beautiful yeah. when musicians kind of like take it by the the reins and start doing all their own stuff. I love it. I love yeah. that stuff. Same. So right on, right on. Excellent. That being said, Megan, are you are you ready for your story? I'm so ready. Excellent. I'm so ready. Okay, we're gonna do things a little bit differently today. Uh, the story that I'm reading, I'm gonna read in a slightly different style than I have. Stay with me. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. But here we go. This is Other Megan. <clears throat> with a thud, a plop, young Other Megan drops, butt first on the pile of laundry hidden behind closed doors to keep the smells of the day locked therein, but also to keep reminding to keep from reminding the family, big as it ever was, of the tasks at hand that no one wants to take up, to take on, to spearhead to catch fish as a fisherman, woman, person is wont to do. For who are we, if not that which our name describes? She sits in silence in the dark and still room, meditation prescribed by her inner voice, begging for quiet. Seeking focus, the unfolded laundry lays motionless amongst its kind, despite the variety of scattered pieces, the myriad of disassembled ensembles, peace, is what other Megan finds every time she steals away to her quiet place. The book in her hands with words she knows so well, stories she has memorized and told to her sleepy self in the midnight hour, staring at the blank ceiling above her, pleading with the heavens to paint upon it the dreams of her imagination. The images comprised of amorphous pieces weigh heavily on her impressionable mind. In bed or in the haven of the laundry room away from it all, she sees through her mind's eye Darkly. Other Megan, cries Other Megan's mother from inside the house, outside her hideaway. Baby, come here, please. Urgency in her voice, denoted by her tone, rises with the decibels she employs to hasten her search for her daughter. Mama, I'm in here, responds Other Megan softly, but not so softly her mother couldn't hear, just loudly enough to elicit a huh? Where are you? Her mother calls back quickly. Continuing, she adds, come here, child, please. Something has happened. Other Megan stands, the socks stuck to her legs and the disturbed pile of laundry applaud and crackles of electricity. Holding tightly to Other Megan's leggings en route to adventure, they traverse the room inches from freedom before being peeled back and tossed skillfully back on the pile of, I'll do it later. Other Megan pushes open the door and squints as the early morning light reaches harshly from the sky above and jabs at her squinted eyes, struggling to adjust from the darkness of her quiet place to the light of reality. It bounces off every surface, muted reflections off the linoleum flooring spotlight, the countless floaties only ever seen dancing in the sunlight, swiping away clothing fibers and torn air, lighter than air, sitting upon the gentle breeze in the home, stirred by the ceiling fans overhead. Other Megan makes her way through the kitchen to the family room where her mother sits on the edge of the couch. This old couch that has embraced napping children, tightly packed bottoms as they sit watching movies or shows for the kiddies holds no comfort on this morning. Come here, her mother beckons. Taking her sweet child by the hand, she stares into the creases of her knuckles. She turns her hand over and peers into the cracks in her palm and imagines all the life young or the Megan has yet to live. Watching closely as it drives from her wrist toward her index finger, the lifeline so deep and pronounced diverting quickly from her fate line, she thumbs along her palm, stirring the love inside her for her child. Ma, are you okay? Or the Megan inquires, confused. There has been an attack, her mother whispers. Through welling tears and uncertainty and rising fear, she says again, there has been an attack. In New York, there were planes. Mom? Other Megan interjects. What are you talking about? Sweetie, planes. Planes were flown into some buildings. They brought them down with fiery explosions. The smoke and ash filled the skies and are raining down in the eyes of the people below looking up. 
but the people below are not hiding. They don't run away and scatter like frightened animals. They're filming and watching as those of us, those of them still in the buildings, seeing no way to survive the fire, leap to their fates, drawing near to the ground at speeds unimaginable. Honey, there has been an attack. America is under attack, but not in the way that it has been from within. The threat has come from the outside. They hijacked the planes they took to the skies and brought down buildings and whipped them the lives of those therein. So many people, other Megan's mother recalls, here, sit with me a moment. I can offer you no explanations. There is no reason for this. I have no comfort on my lips other than we will make it through. You see, you and I and your father and your siblings are all evidence that within our DNA is a measure of resilience. We are built to endure the shock of this moment. It will persist for a time, but my love, we, and they on TV and in New York City, so yes, we will endure. Sit a moment beside me. Hide here in the safety of my embrace. She wraps her arms around other Megan and pulls her in tightly, nestling other Megan's head firmly against her breast. The pounding of her heart within her chest belies her composed demeanor, and other Megan's ears are filled with the thumping of a quickened heartbeat. Resting in the safety of her mother's arms, other Megan listens closely. Her hands firmly clasped and locked between her knees tap the fingers of her fingers against one another in time and then out, matching the pace of the heartbeats pounding inside of her mind. The echo of the emotions in her mother's chest, exposed by her shaky breathing and soft humming, bounce around other Megan's mind, searching for a firm place to rest, to camp, to resonate. Other Megan softly hums in harmony with her mother, letting her own emotions fill the space in her mind. Pushing out the words of her favorite book, she continued to recite while her mother recounted the horrors of the morning. The two sat in weepy silence until their hearts beat in tandem, together with a oneness thumping softly behind deep breaths. Thump, thump, thump. Thump, thump, thump. Time passes slowly and quickly both. Pedaling in time, with the music in her ears, other Megan sings aloud between breaths in and out as she flies down West Chicago toward formerly Fairlane, now Detroit World Outreach. Why? Georgia, why? Giggling sweetly, satisfied with her efforts to push herself down the road, kicking in circles, she's tamed her heart beating and controls her breathing. In this moment, becoming every bit an athlete and musician and woman on a mission, her time in school is coming to a close. Her graduation on the horizon, she too has graduated from the quiet of her laundry room and now instead walks the tree line of Ashcroft Sherwood Drain, watching the murky water stream along the shallow waterway behind the large parking lot. At the edge of the tree line hiding the water, she hops off her bicycle and watches it slowly roll onto grass and safely crash into the fence, coming to a standstill, yet remain standing tall. She sits in the grass and lets the sounds of life around her fill her mind with possibilities of all that is and all that could be, periodically gazing into her own hands. She studies every wrinkle in her, in her flesh, every crease. She massages the muscles in her palm nearest her thumb, resting from it the tension built from firmly gripping the handlebars, taking hold tightly, taking control politely, one hand and then the next, softly rubbing away the day. She lies back and cushions her head with a stack of hands between her and the ground, and eyes through the leaves, the color of the sky, change from a clear blue to the oranges and purples dispersed as the sun takes its leave of the day and ushers in the night. The night, whose bright polka dots pepper the expanse of the sky, the breadth of its might filled with the memories of stars long dead, regaling all that is of all that was so long ago. She traces the streaks with a, ha with a steady hand, practicing for when these hands are in high demand. She plans for the future, the tomorrow's an ending, Med school, residency, practice and practice and practice. A life of putting the pieces back together, sewing up wounds, knowing this alone is not what makes it all better. But every step from here to there, every motion of her hands stirs the magic of healing. Fear is king, it reigns supreme, but only so long as we bring out hearts and minds as meals and feed it our soul, using its vitriol as a shield to keep us all away and alone and apart. Aloud, she recites, but that 
is not we, not us. We do not feed the bears. We do not feed the wolf. That means to rend. Instead, we nourish our souls. We build up our hope. We cure what is broken. For in the end, the end of it all, there is not but you and there is not but me. There is we. And our energy will remain to be all that there was and is. I'm going to be such a good doctor. The end. That's awesome. Right on. I love that. Thank you for yeah. the snaps. I'll take them. I'll take them. I'm going to make, I'm going to write a track to that. Yeah. Do it, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> awesome. That's so dope. Thank you. Yeah. Taking the time to do that. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I've been like literally wanting to do like tell a story with this type of cadence for a while. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So that's I'm, a great way. Yeah. I'm super glad. I'm glad to be the first. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes. Yeah, I had to read it a whole bunch of times between the time that I wrote it and now because the first time I read it, it was like reading it super fast. Mm. And I had to slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. You know, like the, the space. Yeah, the, the 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 first lessons you learn as a drummer, right? Whoa, <laughs> slow down. Yes, slow exactly. Down. <laughs> slow down and give it space. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those, are, those are still the lessons that I teach my students nice yeah <laughs> that's, that's so great. great right on right on cool so were you were you able to see yourself in there yeah for sure good that's good. awesome good and now, like it makes me like want to be a surgeon now <laughs> <laughs> again nice yeah i remember i remember uh that was like a motivation for you until the choice of college so uh yeah it's still i mean there are definitely times where I think about, oh, what if I had just done this? But as you've read mm -hmm. and uh, talked about, everything in my life would be literally completely different, Fun. including the fact that I would have money. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's... that that would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not regretful that I didn't do it. Good. But, uh, Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome. That's 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 great. So. Um, what, what was it like for you the day that you found out about 9-11? I know, I know that, I know the emotional reaction you had, but what was like, what was it like, where were you? What was crazy is, so I had two, about two weeks before that I had gone on a mission trip with my church to South Africa. Okay. And, um, coming back like and dealing with jet lag like I also I've always had sleep issues like my whole life mm -hmm. um and that I believe is when my insomnia really kicked in because I like I was jet lagged and then I couldn't sleep like at all mm -hmm. so literally for like two weeks I barely slept like maybe a couple hours mm -hmm. literally a week and so I ended up getting really really sick actually Shoot. and I had um the morning of 9-11, I should say like uh, the day before, maybe like super late at night, my mom took me to the emergency room um, mm. because I was, I literally like, I couldn't breathe. I um, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't eat anything. Shoot. And she took me to the ER and I had uh, ended up having like bronchitis and pneumonia and like all this, like all these like viral infections, like Sheesh. all at the same time. And so we finally got home. We had just gotten home at like 630 mm -hmm. that morning. And so I, and for the first time, literally in days, I fell asleep. I think I was just like so drained. Yeah. Um, and finally knowing like, okay, there's, there's something wrong, but now we have some medicine, blah, blah, blah. So okay. I was like, okay, I'm able to rest. I had, and I had just fallen asleep. And yeah. then like what, 45 minutes later, the yeah. first plane hit. So Shoot. I was like, I remember at, at the time I, my room was in the basement and there's a TV outside of, you know, in like a little sitting area. Mm -hmm. And my mom was down there watching the news and then she screamed like so loud. And I was like, is this lady for real? Because <laughs> like, I'm just now falling asleep. Like, right. is she serious? Wow. And like, you know, with my mom, it's not unusual for her to really just be so loud sure, <laughs> like yeah. all the time. So like, yeah. I was like, what, 
why why at 7 30 in the morning or whatever is she screaming like yeah. this? like what could it be and so and then she screamed my name and mm. like woke me up and told me to come look at what had just happened gotcha so and um my mom's from buffalo but oh. has a bunch of friends and uh new york city hmm. and like and really close like family members and stuff so she was like freaking out thinking about all the people of course that she knows that like work near there and all mm. that kind of stuff so uh yeah so needless to say i didn't sleep um Shoot. that day um and then like in detroit like i said there was just because it's the largest population of arabs outside the middle east mm. and once people found out like where the people were from which it wasn't even the places that they were scared of but whatever right. um yeah you know then like detroit was really on high alert shoot uh for it was it was yeah it was a mess obviously for everybody yeah but... wow. oh I, also i was i remember being upset because my school was taking a retreat um like i went to christian school so we mm -hmm. did like retreats or whatever and i was really mad because i wanted to go i was like begging my mom to let me go like the day before she's like are you joking like <laughs> you can't even like no. please go sit down somewhere yeah. like stop yeah. really um oh, so man. i was really upset but then they had left for the retreat that morning it was like an hour and a half two hours away and yeah. they got all the way there and then had to like turn back around because again nobody knew what was going on yeah. So Shoot. I ended I mean, then I was like, well, I guess I'm happy that nobody gets to go to the retreat. I can't go, so. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I can't go. No, yeah. I can go. How's that? Nobody gets to go. That's so funny. I, my, my dad was in, I want to say he was in the DR mm. and uh, like he couldn't come home right away. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it was yeah, like. Fights were jacked up for like weeks. Yeah. I, I like, I, I don't remember exactly how long it took to get him home, but like. His flight was planned either that morning or the next day, and they're like, "Nope." Yeah. So yeah, it was like, "Oh, where, where's it gonna stay?" You know? Yeah. How long is it gonna be there? Sort of thing. It was intense. You know what I think about often, especially since I like travel so much or pre-COVID travel so much, mm -hmm. is like how easy it was to get into airports before 9/11. Like my my stepdad used to take us mm. when we were kids just to go like look at planes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we like. I don't ever remember like, oh, we have to go through security and like take our shoes off and yeah. blah, 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 you know, and we didn't have flights. Mm -hmm. We just went to the airport. Yeah. Like we just were like, just oh, we just like want to watch planes fly yeah. away. That was one of our activities. And we, they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on in. Come <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and, you know, obviously wow. now that's like not even close to being a thing. But yeah, those are the days. man, I remember uh, post 9-11, I couldn't get on a flight without a hassle for years, mm -hmm. like, like eight years. And it was, um, my birth name of Daniel Maldonado, like Daniel Joseph Maldonado, my birth name. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first person that was, um, convicted of being uh, convicted of having ties to Al Qaeda, an American born person, Guess what his name was? <laughs> Daniel Joseph Maldonado. Oh, shoot. Guess when his birthday was? The same birthday as me, but one year before me. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, That's it was crazy. Yeah, it was almost impossible. And like nobody would tell me oh why. My I didn't know. I, I found that out like years later. Um, but nobody would tell me why I was having so much trouble getting it. Like to the point where I was on a connecting flight once and they searched me before I got on the first flight. And then they searched me again before I got on the second flight. And I was like, did you, do you think I took something off of that plane? What's happening? Oh, well, they wow. should have, they should have just marked it. I'm like, yeah, but this is a connect. I was, on, I was just on a plane. I was just mm. on a plane. They're like, yep. Sorry. Here, give me your balls. I got to fondle them. I'm like, okay, this again, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't until, um, this, the, I, I met this woman who was, you know, trying to holler at your boy. Um, and we were messaging back and forth for a while. And then she just sends me this, she's like, sends me this message. Hey, is this you with like, uh, um, a link to this Google or this oh, Google link God. to this, um, article about somebody with my name who was oh in gosh. prison in Florida. And I'm like, no, that obviously that's not me. Stupid. What happened to that person? To that Daniel? Oh, he's in jail. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay. He was the first person um, uh, convicted. Yeah, the, he's a, he was in jail. I don't know if he's still in jail, but I know yeah. he was in jail at the time. He better be. Yeah. Be. So I was like, well, <laughs> and yeah, and it was it was then that I found out. And then, oh like God, in 2009, crazy. they decided, like, okay, he's the wrong guy. We'll, we'll I stop honestly harassing. didn't know that there had been Americans arrested and connect. I mean, yeah. I should know that because I've watched like every conspiracy documentary that there <laughs> is. Yeah. So I'm really honestly disappointed in myself right yeah. now. So yeah, Daniel Aljo Afi something. Now I need to get back into my documentary thank you for oh, yeah. i literally was just thinking about uh like have i watched all that there is to watch about this i was just thinking about this really? so now i realize i haven't and I'm <laughs> all right like wow all right excellent i'm glad i can put something else on your plate <laughs> challenge accepted right? I, yeah i don't have any more time right you know to waste <laughs> speaking of um my wife and i started watching the cecil hotel documentary on netflix Mm, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, so there's uh, there's a woman named Elisa Lamb who went missing, uh, but in like tw- 2013, she was just disappeared from inside there, and then she was found like almost three weeks later dead. Um, and I, I I have already like followed this story so much because it's it's literally a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, like the whole story is a glitch in the matrix. It is like one of the the like mind blown just how seemingly random everything is and there's like mm-hmm. there's no way all of these things are connected there's no logical way to look at it and say oh no they're connected just f- for example um one of the things they reveal on the show is there was like a tuberculosis outbreak right um at the hotel after she was um found and mm-hmm. the like the name of the the vaccine or the like the treatment or whatever is called the lammy liza it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's her name. Oh. Elisa Lamb. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, no, it's as well. adding this to my list. Yeah, it's so stupid. Just like all of the things that they were mentioning over and over, it's just so dumb. Cause like it's a hundred percent a glitch in the Matrix. The universe is is messing with us. Yeah, because there there's no real way for any. It's like if somebody w- took all the steps to connect all of these dots in this like. It's like somebody spilled their Cheerios on the floor and they're like, no, look at all the doubts I've connected sort of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm going to watch it. It's so dumb. But it's like a really tragic story about this young woman who was on holiday in in, in LA and just went missing and then is dead. And But also oh. that, that hotel, is a, it's a glitch in, in the Matrix itself because, yeah, so you, you, you're talking about like crime docs and stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm literally oh, yeah. watching that right now. I love, so yeah, because nothing, nothing puts me to sleep like watching a murder mystery that they've never solved serious what is so i love that there's a joke on the interwebs of how women particularly yeah. love serial killer and like murder mystery document what yeah why i that's a good question um there personally mm-hmm. there's something about like watching like really tragic i don't know like watching things that you're afraid of mm-hmm. kind of that are like uh like like for example <laughs> this is so ridiculous like when i was going through chemo i found myself watching a bunch of like and sometimes on accident watching things about cancer like people who had cancer and like died oh wow and you know <laughs> what i mean like yeah but there was something like strangely like comforting about it and i can't mm. i don't know like how to explain it like mm. um is it like part in part it's like oh here's someone that understands what i'm going through maybe it's that yeah. and like watching yeah someone kind of like even though it's not real because it's you know they're acting whatever but watching someone kind of like go through what you're going through like i remember uh watching what was it uh that show that made everybody cry all the time this is us before this is us it was oh. like the scrubs? i cried a lot uh, scrubs. oh man it'll come to me later but i was like i hadn't watched that show whatever show it was in mm. years and I was like, you know what let me like catch up on this show because mm. i had a bunch of time i was just at home and like one of the second episodes was like someone shaving their head because they're, you know, just started chemo or whatever. And I had just like uh. done that like the week before. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I did not know <laughs> that, you know, but I really it was really like cathartic. Like I really uh. needed I hadn't like 
cried about it. You know what I mean? I hadn't like grieved the fact that I was like going through all this stuff. And so like watching someone else go through it was really cathartic. So maybe like with the murder stuff, it's almost too like, okay, well, what would I do in this scenario? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you think you watch this because it's like terrifying for every woman, Mm -hmm. especially women who live alone, you know, or um, to like think about, you know, someone breaking your house and so I think it's like, oh, I watched this this is kind of what I would do, you mm-hmm. know, like to protect myself and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's that. Um, uh, and I don't know why it feels comforting though. And like why it's like relaxing, like, Oh, let me put on this like right. unsolved mystery about mm-hmm. this man in my area. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the best. Sometimes in the middle of the night when I get up to use the restroom and I feel like I've mentioned this on, on the show one other, one other time, but I'll try and scare myself. I don't know why oh. like when I'm in the bathroom with the light off I'll just like stare into the mirror and like freak myself out <laughs> till I get goose pimples and then I'll like run back to bed and lock my bedroom door like all right I just brought a ghost like in the house yeah <laughs> that sounds like a male thing yeah I don't know why I do that there's there's something about like I don't know why I'm just every now and again I'm like ooh spooky yikes we need to ex- we need to explore that yeah <laughs> uh but i t- i too love like crime true crime stuff you know yeah that's why they keep making these things because they know uh, that we're like psychopaths we're all psychopaths cr- we're all psychopaths <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true it. it's and it's like what what i especially love is a lot of times you'll see like the the detectives and now they're all just old white men crotchety old white men recounting you know this one case from way back when you know yeah most of the time they're like oh it was a we thought it was a shutting you know Mm -hmm. closing shut whatever that is and And we didn't most of it is what i'm saying is that they didn't want to work and we didn't want to do their job right so (laughs) you know i had a hunch that it was this person the first person i looked at the first time they said something exactly turns out i was wrong i can't believe it you know sort of thing one one um crime docu like thing that I will always watch if there's anything about John Benet Ramsey, I'm going oh, to watch it without fail. Really? Uh because I I mean, it's just crazy how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know a few people like that. There were I think there were like <clears throat> a couple cases that are like near and dear to my wife's heart. And I think partly because she was a little girl at the time. And so she yeah, connected. Same. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's part of it. Um, but there are a few times where she like, you don't know about this girl, <sighs> you know? And then she'll tell me like all about it. Right. And that's every time she mentions it. If I don't perfectly remember the story, she's like, oh, you don't remember. Oh, let me tell you. Sort There's of so much crime to keep up with. Yeah. That's something when I lived in the Middle East, it's funny because people think Middle East and they think danger, Mm -hmm. but um, frankly, I've never felt safer in my entire life until I lived in the Middle East, which is crazy. Uh, Wow. But when I would come back to the States, uh, you know, for like vacation or Mm -hmm. holidays or whatever, and like, I remember one time being home like in Detroit and my mom has a little TV in the kitchen and she's always watching the news Mm -hmm. probably why her blood pressure is high uh but there was you know there was just like recounting stories like both local and international Mm -hmm. or not international but like national stories right and every one of them were just like so insane and I was like and I because I had been away for so long I like almost forgot about like the daily mm. onslaught of crime, like the shootings and right, kidnappings yeah. and rapes and all, because I, it's not like they didn't happen where mm. I live, but it was so like small of a, of a thing. You know what I mean? It's right. like maybe only in like really, really, really poor parts will you hear about like some sort of crime wow. or, you know, that kind of thing. But, mm. and, it, and it's not to say that things weren't like hidden that mm. I, that, you know, I didn't know about, but just like, wasn't hyper emphasized. It just wasn't. Yeah, there were there weren't any shootings because people don't have guns, mm-hmm. and there weren't like random break-ins and like all this kind of stuff. So it, when I would come back, I'm like, oh my god, I need to get out of this country <laughs> immediately. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always say, I need to go back to the Middle East where I felt safe. There you go. The, what's funny? The, the the safest I have ever felt at an airport <clears throat> was in Morocco. 
Mm. That was the absolute safest I have ever felt. When you walk in, even before you get to your gate, uh, there is like a, a security checkpoint to get into the building, right? Yeah. So you got a line of people outside putting their bags on the conveyor belt um, so they can be scanned. You go inside, you get it. And everybody inside, like, you don't feel like everyone's suspicious of everyone. Like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you better you better watch out. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Like, you don't yeah. feel that. But there is, a, there is definitely a presence. You'll see like pairs of military uh, personnel just walking with their submachine guns at their side and their you know yeah. other rifle in their hands just walking comfortably they don't seem threatening they don't seem to, to bother right. anybody but and so i was like oh okay and then like every major thing you wanted to do because we were going to take an international flight from there to spain uh you had several checkpoints and each checkpoint there was yeah. a pair of military personnel you know and they're like smiling and happy like hey i'm here doing my job let's make this comfortable for everyone right we all have to but i mean i just i felt I, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I'm in good hands. Like, I'm yeah, not. exactly. And then once you get past all of that, it was just the cleanest, you know, it was, it was neat and tidy and everything was in its place. It was amazing. I loved yeah. it. In Marrakesh. In Marrakesh. Uh, I remember traveling. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I, Google keeps Google and Facebook keep like ruining my day because they'll remind me like our trip we took yeah. was from uh, December to March. And uh, they will regularly say, hey, do you remember this this time you had so much fun in Portugal? Like, or, yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Can you just like yeah, stop? stop. <laughs> knock knock it off. Yeah. Oh, do you remember this yeah. meal at this cafe in, in Valencia? Do you remember that? Uh, yes. I'll get vaccinated so we can travel. Mm. Did, did you already get yours? Uh, no, I actually uh, trying to sign up. Nice. to do it hopefully very soon yeah I'm, um, I'm a lot of people that i know have got it now at this point so yeah because uh, i was waiting <laughs> honestly mm. a little bit i mean i know it wasn't available for everyone in the first place but right, right now i personally know several several people who've done it and have not had any weird mm. effects so oh, good uh yeah nice do you but, not qualify as having um dealt with cancer before do you not qualify as an uh like a high risk or whatever i don't i mean i really didn't like pursue it that much because okay. it was still new so i wanted to see uh if there was going to be any weirdness that mm. would come about um and <clears throat> and really like since i knew i was going to be having the surgery and going to be at home and blah blah blah, i wasn't like super super worried about it mm -hmm. uh but I probably, maybe I would have been considered like a high risk because of that. I just, I, I don't know, hmm. frankly. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, I, that, I should look into that. Okay. Right on. Yeah. I keep looking up um, opportunities to sign up for this or sign up for that. Um, I'm not, I'm just not essential. So, yeah. Like, and especially here in Chicago, I went to this like tracker and they're like, oh, hey, you're in Chicago. You're like number four million five hundred thousand in line. Cool, yeah. good for you. And I'm like, man. And like, it shows you this snake of people in line of like just all of these images. And then like way at the back, they're like, hey, this is you. I'm like, this is so rude. <laughs> this whole cool. image is so rude. Yeah. Well, I saw this morning that I guess the the hope is that every adult will be able to get a vaccine by the beginning of may mm -hmm. or something like that yeah. so that's that's pretty soon yeah so maybe nice. we'll be out here traveling by fall i hope so man fingers crossed i hope so like mm -hmm. i i love traveling um but i also know that i'm uh, a bit of an, a homebody i didn't realize Same. how much i love traveling you know yeah. so i'm like oh man i can't go anywhere and normally that's okay, yeah. but man, I can't even leave Chicago and, and go nowhere somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I mean, it's funny because uh, 2020 was supposed to be travel year. Like, all of my plans <laughs> were, like, leading up to... Nope! <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, you, like, financially, I was able to make it happen nice. and, like, you know... Career-wise, everything was going great. Like, right. had all these like just incredible things like scheduled, and then uh, yeah, 
just like obviously none of that none of it happened um i mean i still have some cool career things happen but like the travel yeah was definitely not a part of it dang oh (laughs) yeah that's that's unfortunate that's yeah that's that's so unfortunate uh i want to know like i i want to hear more stories about people's idea for 2020 and how (laughs) universal's like nope Smash you down to the ground, you know. <laughs> exactly. Sort of thing. Sorry, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, and double no, Yeah, that would be a good uh, thread for you to right. follow for a little bit. <laughs> so all these okay. stories happen December of 2019. <laughs> like, all yeah, right, how does exactly. how does 2020 work out for anybody else? You know. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, what a trip! What a trip! But yeah, so it was um. I know, like, we mentioned your family just a little bit. Did I catch any of your mom? Was yes, you caught a, a good bit of my mom. Did you? Uh, okay. And she every she does call everyone baby and sweetie and... Nice. Mostly baby. Everybody's baby. Your yeah. baby, everybody. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. She's a very... She's a loud person, mm. but a very tender one. Um, you can be both as it turns oh, out. Uh, yeah. I try to just be quiet and tender, but there you go. <laughs> I probably have like PTSD from being around so much wild. Um, trying to like just whisper all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did, you did good with, with Jackie. Nice. Thank you. I grew up, um, across the street. My mom had a really good friend who lived across the street, Edie. Uh, and I love this woman and she's everything you imagine, you know, uh, an inner city, you know, like bad neighborhood black mother to be right. Mm. I saw her like, like her kids would challenge her all the time. And I'm, I was always like, guys, she's going to ball up her fists and show you that she's bad. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Uh, but she was the most loving, sweet lady you know but she has like so she's a preacher now and so she just walks in all of that i'm a preacher authority while still being very tender you know and all that stuff yeah yeah (laughs) and so she she gave to me my love for being called baby by older black women oh yeah yeah yeah. you know if if an old black lady says oh hey baby i'm like oh yeah there's something about it yeah Yeah. it's it's now i like i i don't feel that old yet but i i mean that's that's not true. I have always felt old. Okay. Um, but I'm not that old yet. But uh, I have noticed that I now call almost everybody baby. Oh, really? Like, oh my god! I've the the older I get, the more I'm like, oh my god, I'm turning into my mother. Yeah. How do I? How do I like oh, dial man. it back? Right. Please? Oh my gosh, that's that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> In so many ways, like so, so many. It's actually yeah. like too many. Oh man, let me know when when you uh, turn up the volume, when when you when you embody that part of your mom where you're allowed get louder. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I can't wait for that. Probably when I have kids, there honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that'll probably be it because I already know yeah. they're gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm already annoyed. Right. Honestly. Yeah. I yeah. I always thought I was gonna be a dad when I was young, right? Um. So I've been I've been practicing on my dad's speeches, um, mm, but important. I feel like throughout all of that, I'm just annoying the heck out of myself because I put myself yeah. in this mind space like, oh, I got to deal with this stupid kid again. Yeah. Bro, you don't even no, have I a child. You don't even have a child. <laughs> Settle down. No, but I mean, I'm just getting ready. I'm just annoyed now. So maybe I won't be late. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm already yeah. like pre-annoyed. I think too, because I like work with kids. Mm. Um both in like nannying and also like teaching kids as yeah. a yeah, like teaching drums and stuff. Yeah. I have spent so much of my life around children. Um and I hear like, you know, recently I had that nanny job that I had for about a year and a half. And okay. so I was with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I would hear myself saying things that like my mom like it and and I have basically the same voice as my mom, by the way. So nice. I would hear myself saying stuff to them and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like i sound i literally sound like her i'm saying the same words the same annoyance so like now i get it because like 
sometimes I'm like, if I hear my name one more time, right. like that, <laughs> I'm gonna choke you out. I'm gonna choke like you out. Kind of yeah. So, oh my gosh, uh, that's so funny. I I definitely empathize with a lot of um, a lot of things. Right. The older I get, wow. you know, that's great. I really do. That's I've had great. to raise my voice way more times than I like to at children. Yeah. And I don't I don't appreciate it. Yeah. Frankly, so. that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Oh man. Um, did you recognize, uh, when I said West Chicago, riding down the street on West Chicago? Yeah, that was, that was, uh, a nice little, uh, research, uh, yeah. thing on your part. I appreciate that. <laughs> right on. Uh, did you ever check out that little, uh, that little bit of drainage behind the, the school? I saw it like as a, it looked like, as looking at the satellite photos and it looked like a little tree line. So I tried to zoom in and see as much as I could, but the way that oh, it man. was described as a drain, it makes me think it was one of those like little mini creeks. That's literally just meant to take runoff and take it somewhere. Right. Oh, so that was the, I think at the church. So there was the church that was on West Chicago and the school was just like a few miles away. Oh, damn. Um, no, but that that's appropriate because I was always at the church as okay. well. Like it okay. was basically the same gotcha. place to me. You okay. know, I was like, I would go to school and then I would go to church like right after because I ended up being like by the time I was like 14, 15, I was like there all the all time because gotcha. okay. a lot of my friends, their parents were pastors at mm -hmm. the church and they would go there afterwards or gotcha. I would be like okay. in, you know, youth choir or mm -hmm. uh, playing for youth group or like whatever. So I was literally there just as much as i was at school gotcha, um okay. so the, I, I the drainage thing that you're talking about uh no i never checked it out because uh i would have gotten in trouble oh one, really? <laughs> and i'm a rule follower i'm a rule follower nice. as long as like if it's a rule that i can break without everybody knowing that i broke the rule mm -hmm. then i'm gonna break that one okay if that makes sense i'm yeah. like a still like i don't like to be bossed around so i'm gonna do i'm gonna still do what i want to do but right. like if it's going to cause like me to get like yelled at in front of people mm -hmm. or like that kind of thing, then I won't do it. Okay. All right. You so know? that, that being said, what was the, what was the one rule that you broke at, at when we were in, in school together? What was the one rule you broke? Oh by? man. Uh, <laughs> I think, and this is just such a silly thing to think about now. I remember I was an RA for a semester. Okay. Uh, and one day like in my you know so the, the ras were all roommates and i like mm -hmm. one day was cleaning or something and i put on like a whitney houston record mm. um because obviously right you know um and my roommate was like hey you can't listen to secular music like on the campus and i was like what are you talking about this is whitney houston right. <laughs> like, it's not how, how dare you like what i'm not don't ever talk to me about this mm -hmm. um and so, like, I remember she's like, yeah, if you're going to, like, even, like, on your headphones or, like, in, you know, whatever in your room, you can't mm -hmm. do it at all. So I started, like, listening to secular music every day on my, uh, like, whatever I had, Walkman or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. You know? um, which is, again, that's so silly because, like, you can't tell someone what to do, like, on their, in their bunk bed. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. crazy stuff. Um, oh trying to think if I broke. Like, I didn't break, like... Curf I broke curfew sometimes to go to uh, remember that jazz club that was on something that starts with green. I just was recently there. There was like a <clears throat> like a restaurant kind of like jazz club um, off 75 that I would go to like I would play with uh, some people okay. I, um, at youth group. And or like at their youth group, and mm. like my payment basically was that we would go out to this uh, Torelli's, maybe I think um, to this like jazz club or whatever, this restaurant nice. afterwards, and watch these incredible musicians. So that so I was able to kind of like get it written off somehow. You know how you had to yeah. get like you know permission or whatever yeah. because it was like oh I was working at church basically. Yeah. Nice. So okay, that was. So I like so you see what I mean like so yeah. like secret secret rule breaking gotcha. but if it if it was going to be that like I was called out for something because I cry really easily uh -huh. so okay. like <laughs> I so I, anything that I'm like oh I'm gonna cry for sure like yeah one hundred percent I'm gonna cry if I, if someone yells at me in public 
So. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, 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 the rule that I broke. So they said we weren't allowed to have TVs. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's so stupid. Um, and so I went out and bought a TV anyway, but I just, uh, I was like, Oh no, no, this is just my, um, computer monitor. And I would just, I had like an Xbox and I would just play video games on it on my computer monitor, quote unquote. Um, (laughs) and then I learned later that I could watch movies on that Xbox and we weren't allowed movies. Right. Yeah. We also weren't allowed rated R movies. And so obviously I hosted the passion. Oh, that yeah, that was the one movie that we were allowed. Passion Which they the had Christ. a meeting about, and then decided that we could. But it was only for it was a short limited, like a limited amount of time, right? Like you can watch it for the next month, and then after that, it's since it was it's like while it's in the theaters, and you can go as a group. Like yeah. it was all these stipulations. I'm like, guys, it's about Jesus. Yeah, it's like, literally chill. it's just violent. There's it's not going to be like sex violent. in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, right? It's literally about Jesus. Yeah. So I would I would host um, rated R movie nights um, oh, in my nice. in my dorm room, where we would. I wish like, I could have gotten up there. Yeah, awesome. we would we would order out um, like uh, fast food. Everybody would come in with some fast food, and we would all just share food and watch movies. There would like be twenty of us in there, you know, watching. It was it was it was a good time. That's incredible. My mom, because she is an open rule breaker, oh, yeah. uh, when she learned that i couldn't have tv at cfni she like at least a few times a month she'd be like i'm gonna buy you one and send you one like mom i (laughs) why like you never like because normally you know as a kid i'm like hey can you buy me this she's like no stop please asking me for things but like when she found out that i couldn't have things Mm -hmm. like could not because of the rule she's like no i'm gonna buy it so it was like like not just tv it was like all this stuff and her reasoning you know especially at the time we didn't have like smartphones with social media right. and all that kind of stuff at our disposal so she's right. like if something happens in the world mm-hmm. you need to know that what's happening yeah. like you know there's something big you know mm-hmm. in the news or blah, blah, blah. so her main thing was like about knowing what news was mm-hmm. going on <clears throat> but she like for that whole two years that i was at cfni she was like i'm gonna buy you a tv that's amazing <laughs> I, I love yeah. that Oh, your mom sounds hilarious. She's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, Jackie, please stop bothering me about this. Oh, <laughs> I was so like, funny. feel free to buy me a TV when I like move into my own place. Yeah, as soon you as I move she, out. You think she did? She didn't. I bought my own TV. So. <laughs> well, you don't need it now. now yeah, she's like, eh, you got news, your own money. Right? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think I broke too many, too many like obvious rules there. Mm. I was just trying to like get through... Mm-hmm. the time and i you know i would there were so many other people who like were breaking big yeah. rules and i would see the consequences that, that they got and i was like mm-hmm. ah, i think i'm good yeah i remember <laughs> i think i think what set me off was um there was one of one of my friends there she was like coming home and she needed a ride and so i went and i got permission i was like yo can we be out? We're going to pick her up. We just want to grab a bite to eat on our way back, if that's cool. And they're like, yeah, no worries. You can come back late. And I was like, cool. Perfect. Right? And so there were four of us total, uh, three of us that went to pick her up. We picked her up. And then we stopped by at Denny's, had a meal, and then came Romance. back. Right? And uh, they were livid that we were late. Right. And I was like, no, but I got permission. I, I even have the slip. Your name's on the yeah. slip. Yeah. But you didn't say what you were going to do. I, was, I literally told you I was going to pick her up from the airport and we were going to get some food. Is it a date? No, it wasn't a date. There were four of us. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was it, like, we were going back and forth and they're like, well, we're going to have to talk about this. Like they were seriously considering suspending me. That's <sighs> also the fact that so many people weren't dating, quote unquote, right. and then got married immediately as soon as we graduated i'm like okay well it's like one of the one of those um shows 90 day fiance or whatever it's like graduation day fiance know each other please yeah most Uh, of them are divorced now right um i think the the what's funny is the the girls ended up getting the worst of it because they had to read a book and then write up um uh, like a, a 10 page essay on why they would not break the rules and why hanging out with boys is bad or whatever. Some stupid nonsense like that for me. So uh, they decided not to suspend me, uh, but they gave me like 20 hours of 
whatever what did they call it yeah service i don't know it was like it's not community service yeah uh yeah oh my gosh 20 hours what was it called it was it was exploitative you have to like you have to labor. like uh serve in the lunchroom or yeah like and that's exactly what I, I literally i was in the kitchen slave labor is cleaning what mushrooms and cutting vegetables for 20 yeah. hours i it's yeah for free ridiculous yeah. it was i when i think about like maybe i've blocked out a lot of things actually <laughs> if i think about it i mean because like i look at that time i'm like okay there was so much like crazy and bizarre stuff that was happening but mm. i I remember like having good friends, like having yeah. fun with like the people that I had gotten close to. So like I kind of just just look at that time, sure. you know. But if I think about like, the day to day, just like crazy and nonsense, and, uh, mm-hmm. what was I doing? I mean, that's that's something that I could have only done at that age that I was, because uh, now I would be like cussing everybody out, right? I'm so, like, I'm sorry, you're saying what? I'm like, yeah, like who are you talking to? Yeah. No, really, who are you talking to? Like I remember my first day there, so I had missed <clears throat> the orientation week because okay. I was in a wedding, like the uh, the day before school started. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember that whole like East Coast like blackout that we had. Yeah. So Detroit was in that. Oh shoot! And so I remember, like for days, I was like literally packing by candlelight like a lunatic like a pioneer woman um and then the wedding was almost by candlelight but thankfully thankfully like everything came back on like that morning or whatever Hmm. so i had missed like all of the rules like everything and so i came i remember my first day someone picked me up and then i ended up going to like this meeting or this church service like Mm -hmm. with someone and I remember I still had like a Destiny Child ringtone uh, at nice. the time, and wow. my my phone rang in the middle of this like church service, and I was like, I don't think you ready or whatever. <laughs> um, and so like everyone looked at me like I was like literally fornicating right in front of them. Yeah. Um, and then like that same was it that same day or like two days later I think was the. Um, <clears throat> praise band tryouts mm-hmm. and again i didn't know the rules i didn't know the dress code like mm-hmm. nothing and so i came out and i had on like a skirt like a jean skirt that had like a slit up the middle a little bit and then like okay. a tank top and, and i was walking across the grass like so many rules right, being yeah, broken <laughs> like just oh, all the rules you know, I love it. all the rules and so this um this ra came like was like freaking out like saw me from like down the street mm-hmm. and like was like running up the sidewalk to tell me like oh my god like stop 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 like like stop me in my place and i'm looking at her like girl you know i'm like fresh out of detroit right so, yeah. as pacifist as i am and always have been i'm like i will snatch the hell out of this chick if she yeah, runs up right? on me like this are we gonna, are we gonna throw <laughs> like, hands stranger? like don't what we're doing? like yeah. don't run up on me period 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 <laughs> so she's like running and like yelling at me and i'm ready to fight <laughs> and she's oh like gosh. you can't oh my god you can't wear anything that you have on and i'm like also like you can't walk on the grass i'm like oh my god okay girl just tell me to go change like <laughs> you don't have to do all this oh my gosh that's so funny you're breaking so many rules right now <laughs> yeah she's like she really i thought she was gonna like collapse i'm like baby girl it's okay yeah that's fine like don't run up on me again though because yeah, uh, next serious. time <laughs> That's so funny. My my very first day there, um, and I got um, my like I was introduced to this school through my mom, um, who was like, "Hey, <clears throat> I don't know much about this school, but if you go, I'll pay for your first year." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Whatever, I don't care." Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I did zero research on the school after that, just because <laughs> I was right. like, "Whatever, it'll, like, be, yeah, it'll be an adventure." Yeah. My first day, I was in line at orientation, and this dude walks up to me. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm an RA here. And I was like, oh, good for you. Um, he's like, let's talk for a bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, hi. And so we were just chatting. He's like, well, welcome to the school. Welcome to blah, 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 blah. And then literally two minutes in, he starts to warn me of the dangers of pornography and masturbating. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I don't know you, <laughs> and you don't know me, and this is not a conversation I want to have with a stranger. No. So if you could please no. go talk to someone else, that would be great. He's like, no, I just <laughs> I just feel like we should talk. I was like, no, again, what's my you name? Shouldn't. Who am I? No? I okay. So. Go somewhere else. And I had to tell him like three times to go bug someone else. But I was just like, this. 
Is this going to be a thing? Am I just going to have strangers yes. coming up to me talking yes. about the things they do in the dark? Because I don't Frankly, want it. Yes. I, don't, I don't want it. Not even a little bit. Yeah. I remember at uh, my my little brother, I think he was 12 or 13, came down for the summer for uh, YFN. He came for a week. <clears throat> and, you know, they had this like, <laughs> like one of these sessions with one of the male leaders who was like talking about the same thing, like talking to all these like mm -hmm. teenage guys about like the dangers of pornography and masturbation and, you know, looking at girls' boobs and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so afterwards, I remember asking my little brother like oh how was the session he was like uh it was extremely awkward he talked about masturbating for like 45 <laughs> minutes <laughs> i was like okay yeah. he uh, maybe i won't bring him down yeah <laughs> i'm sorry about that <laughs> that's so funny so weird oh my god oh man <laughs> life is hilarious it really is <laughs> it really is life is hilarious gotta laugh oh, at man. it Mm. all right cool beans cool beans yeah. this has been this has been a, a very lovely conversation is there anything about yeah. the story else that you feel like oh i wanted to mention this but we haven't mentioned yet um I'm trying to think i mean i was really just was enjoying listening to it and the the cadence of it yeah. and okay. uh yeah, the time that you took to make sure that it was unique. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, awesome. So that's, that's what stuck out the most, honestly. I look forward to, like, listening to it again and uh, right on. writing some sort of track to it. Nice. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait for that. <clears throat> I can't wait for that. Thank you. That's great. That's great. Cool beans. All right. Well, I think... I think this is a good place to wipe yeah. it down. This has been this has been wonderful having you on the show. It has yes, been a fantastic for experience me. for me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here again. My guest right. today is Megan Coleman. Follow her on on the Instagram at at Meg Britt Cole, M E G B R I T T C O L E at mm -hmm. Meg Britt Cole. And uh, keep your ears out for some of the stuff that she's working on, uh, producing tracks for herself for other people. Keep your eyeballs open for Megan Coleman. Thank you so much again for being here. Thank you, friend. For, yeah, yeah, glad to have you. For Megan, I am D. Come back next week for another episode of Other You. Follow me on Twitter at Other You Podcast. We're out. Bye. Bye.